You're listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. And I'd like to welcome back on the program Nathan Solia, fitness coach from Elite Personal Training. Nate, it's great to speak to you. How are you doing? Good day, Noreen. Safe, mate. Safe, safe <laughs> yes. And, and well. Oh, good. That's good. Um, I was looking at some of the numbers, and I got to say, Hong Kong has done a well. The government and, and the Hong Kong public have done a wonderful job in terms of uh, you know, personal hygiene and really keeping the the, the numbers low uh, compared to some of our friends in in Europe. Really, how the numbers have really just exploded there. Yeah, it has. I mean, like uh, full credit to to Hong Kong and their and their. Um, taking that responsibility on themselves because uh, considering how long it's been in Hong Kong uh, to keep their numbers to, what is it, like 140, maybe close to 150 now uh, for such a long period of time, they've done very well. Absolutely. Right. And so uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about staying safe and working out. What are some of your top tips on staying safe and working out? Uh, well, you know what, I think the biggest thing is is making sure that um, you're, you're, you're boosting your immune system as much as you can. So one of those things that we've been working on is working on the three, what I call, what, the three pillars that heal your body. And the three pillars that heal your body is sleep, um, uh, food, and water. So making sure that you're getting enough hydration so that way you're flushing your kidneys and, and, and so forth, and you're also um, you're getting enough sleep. And um, uh, and, and your last one is, is good, getting good quality food into you as well. Yeah, let's start with water. I know it sounds so innate and, you know, everybody drinks water when they're thirsty. But actually, I mean, how much should we be drinking? And when is it when is it too late? Well, not too late, but, you know, when you're so thirsty and you drink water and it doesn't seem to really quench your thirst because you're over thirsty. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, basically, if you're already thirsty, you're already dehydrated. So... Um, basically, if you are 2% dehydrated, it leads to 10% decrease in your performance in anything you do, whether that's, you know, thinking through a problem or whether that's exercising, uh, you will, your performance will drop by 10%. If you're 5% dehydrated, you actually pass out. So you're, you're dehydrated enough that you actually, you know, you, you, have you ever had those times where you, you exercise and you feel like you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna pass out? It yeah. may actually be because you're dehydrated. Oh, and, then, and if you're 10% dehydrated, you die. So there's a lot of, um, you know, you, when your mouth is dry, you're already 3%. So it's really important to make sure that you're, you're, you're not, uh, you know, your, your mouth is not dry. It's always moist. And it goes really well with, you know, what's going on right now because we know that um, if your mouth is dry, it's a lot easier for this uh, this coronavirus to to um, attach to your attach to your throat. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's so interesting. That if you are three percent, uh, if you're thirst, if you're feeling thirsty already, you're already at three percent. And it's true. Sometimes when you're really dehydrated, some people get headaches, and that's because yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because you know our brain relies on on two things. It, it, it relies on you know. Um, uh, it relies on on fat and and sugar to be able to feed it, but it also relies heavily on hydro uh, hydroelectricity. So if your brain is not hydrated, then you can't send signals between 
you know, between, you know, different cortexes of the brain. So it's really important to, to stay hydrated. And the best way to know when you're hydrated is, is actually looking at your urine. If your urine is like a, a white or a hay color, or sorry, a clear or a hay color, then uh, you're fine. But if your, your urine is quite a dark color, a dark yellow, if it's starting to move into that, then you'll find that um, you're actually dehydrated. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know how when I was pregnant, I had that, you know, crazy morning sickness, the hyperemesis gravidarum, and that's when your body becomes severely hydrated. This might be too much information, Nate, for you and the audience, but I remember my urine was like almost dark brown during that time. Wow. It's awful. Yeah. And, you know, I was on IV for like 10 days straight because it becomes so poisonous um, for my own organs, for my liver and for my kidneys, especially. Um, it's pretty bad looking back at it. Yeah. Well, that, that brings me that brings me to my next piece. I would I would share is, is that um, it, you know it's not only just the water that you're drinking, but the quality of water that you're drinking. So if you um, if you're drinking distilled water, which is basically what we have in most of our shops, it's really it, it's got no nutrient value in there at all. So it creates like a, a reverse osmosis. So you put this this distilled water into your body. And it draws out minerals and nutrients from your body into the into the water that you just put in, and then you urinate it out. So you actually deplete your body of, of nutrients. So you've got to make sure that the, the 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 nutrient value in your water or the dissolved solids is at a high enough level, and that's usually around anywhere between 300 and 330 um, uh, bits per uh, uh, I think it's bits per uh, milliliter. So if you look on the back of, of the Evian bottles, you'll see it'll actually have a, um, you know, a, uh, uh, you know a, a dissolved solids number. So the best ones, of course, is Evian and Volvic and Fiji, um, Australian spring water. You'd be, you, 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 um, you could get that. That's a really good one. And the great thing about that one, too, it's also a big 15-liter bottle, so it's, it's less plastic, too. Yeah. Oh, dear. The, the, one that's, the one that we have at RTHK at the water dispenser is just the regular distil... I, it's, I think it's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's I, not I, good for us. I feel so parched. I don't know whether you're... Um, you're, you're know the guy at the top listening or not uh, but you know it, it would it would pay a lot to be able to get mineral water into you can even cheat by even getting sea salt you know pink sea salt or um, uh, Celtic sea salt or New Zealand sea salt and putting a pinch in that water and that will also replenish the, the minerals in there as well so you can even try that Spike the spike the RTHK water <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. dispenser, or, or at least just have a small shaker on your desk. You uh, can do it to every glass, every every cup that you do. It's true. And here's the other I don't thing want to look too suspicious, well. you know, like putting this white powder in the, in the corridor with my face mask on. People are like, what are you doing to our water? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might get shut down yourself. Exactly. Okay, but uh, that that's a good cheat as well. Just having a small, um, yeah, pink Himalayan yeah. pink salt and just putting it in our own water bottle. Yeah, and so that way you're basically, you know, just uh, you're not only hydrating your body, but you're also flushing your organs, you know, with with uh, with water to be able to eradicate, you know, it, to be able to get you as healthy as you can. Because right, we're always we're being bombarded. I mean, coronavirus is nothing new, and viruses are nothing new. 
and and every time we take a breath in, we are taking in something that may do some damage to you. So it's really important to be able to make sure that you are continually, um, you know, taking care of your your liver and your kidneys by flushing it with with good fresh water. Um, the other thing that you mentioned before is is like how much water should you be drinking? Well, here's the formula you can use: is you 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 times your weight if you're in kilograms by 0.03. Times by point zero three. Yeah. Okay. So if you're fifty kilos, for example, yep. then it would be one point five liters of water. Yep. Oh, okay. So not the bog standard. Everybody should be drinking two liters of water. It should really depend on sort of this, your your own size and also your own sort of level of physical activity that day. How much you sweat, etc. Oh, that and that's a great point too, right? I mean, the thing is, is like you, you, you know, how how can you have two liters of water when you're only fifty kilos, and or, or someone <laughs> or who's hundred kilos? So exactly. you've got to be different. And so, um, and then of course, when you exercise, you lose about eight hundred mils of water every hour of vigorous exercise. Wow, that's almost a liter an hour. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's quite a lot, right? So it's really important to keep yourself hydrated. So I always say, you know, a great way to know whether you're hydrated after your workout is keep drinking water until you urinate. Oh, okay. And so that way you know that your, you know, your your body is has got so much water in it that you actually have to pee it out to, you know, to sort of balance it out again. So that would be a, um, a tip that I would also recommend is if you if you are exercising right now, you burn about 800 mils of water in an hour. I've also, People are different. Yeah, exactly. I've also heard that the way we drink our water is also quite uh, vital. Um, some people just, you know, don't drink throughout the day, but instead they, they down a couple of glasses in the morning, uh, in the afternoon, and then again in the evening. So they, they have a lot of water throughout the day, but it's sort of in big chunks. And then there are other people who sort of have it quite consistently, you know, have a cup an hour. Um, and I've yeah. heard that's the better way to do it, that you should be drinking frequently um, and Correct. in quantity because that also affects the way you absorb the water as well have you heard that yeah and and that you know that's really that's that's you know how important is it to you know sip water throughout the day to just having big chunks of it it's better to have you know water sip throughout the day however that may be the difference between you know scoring a hundred percent on your on your water test and you know and 95 percent on your water test <laughs> So, you know, you, we sort of get to work within the, the boundaries of, you know, your lifestyle. I mean, I don't I don't sip my water all day, but I know, you know, my staff, they just sip it all single day. What I do is, is like 20 minutes, 30 minutes before my meal is I'll have, you know, my two big glasses of water, you know, uh, for breakfast, lunch and, and dinner and then my snacks as well. And then I'm getting my, you know, because like I'm, I'm, I'm 85 kilos, so I'm getting my, you know, two point... Um, my my what's mine my 3.2 3.2 liters of water per day wow and so you do it uh throughout the day but also not in little sips you do it you know um half an hour before your meal and whatnot yeah yeah so, so the whole idea is, is if you have it 20 minutes before the meal then it goes into your stomach leaches through your stomach lining it lubricates up your large intestine so that way you can have a bowel movement and then it filters back into your stomach as hydrochloric acid ready for food. Mm. So it's best not to drink water during your meals because that will just dilute the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Mm. 
Yes, yes, we, I've heard that too. Yeah, don't don't drink anything during your meal. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Let's move on to sort of food then. Are any sort of superfoods that we should be paying attention to and boosting our immune system uh, via oh, superfoods? Yeah, absolutely. Any, you know, there's, you know, the whole idea is that you're trying to get vitamins and minerals, you know, basically into your body, but trying to get it through your food. So anything that's going to contain vitamin C, anything that's going to contain like zinc. Um, you can also have, uh, so vitamin C, you've got oranges and lemons and grapefruits. Um, you've got blueberries that are packed full of vitamin C. Um, you have, uh, you, you can also get uh, broccoli uh, that's also packed. Um, you know, uh, one of the ones that, got that, that are high in, um, in magnesium is um, uh, Brazil nuts. Uh, they're really good. The other one that's really good to boost your immune system is vitamin D. And where you can get vitamin D from is sunlight. Yes, that is so true. I'm laughing because Hong Kong is one of, well, a lot of Asian cities are usually when people have an umbrella out when it's really sunny because they don't want to get too tanned, as you've noticed. (laughs) So when you said, I bet you a lot of people would rather take a pill for vitamin D than to sit in the sunlight, which is completely absurd because it's the most direct and it's the best way to absorb um, vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, So I would definitely be looking at those. Any, any, also any vegetables that were, that would, I mean, all vegetables basically anti-inflammatory. I mean, like a lot of them are broccoli, the cruciferous vegetables, uh, lettuces, you know, and, and getting a wide range of stuff would be important because in that way your body is getting a wide range of different minerals and vitamins and nutrients from your, from your food. So, um, I would probably give the advice of when it comes to food is making sure that it's, um, as whole as you can, it's, it's organic as you can. Um, you know, you, uh, you, you're making sure that um, uh, you're, you're chewing your food until it's liquid. Um, I always, it's called a food rotation. So eating your food, um, you know, you're, for example, using proteins. If you're going to eat chicken, beef, um, uh, fish, uh, you know, pork, if that's what you choose to use, pork, or you can have a vegetarian dish. So that way you're getting all of these different types of meats into you over a four-day period. And not only are you getting a wide range of amino acids from the different proteins, but you're also not exposing yourself to one type of protein which may more, which may do damage to whatever that may be. So, you know, too much red meat, for example, we know that's not great on your liver. You know, we, we, we know and it also is not great for your cholesterol and so forth. But we've got to make sure that we are... Um, you know, rotating them so that way our body is continually, um, you know, it's, it's continually being fed uh, a wide range of stuff. Exactly. And to basically use this opportunity to clean up your diet and to eat less processed food. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I guess now, you know, I guess more, more people are working from home, right? So they can actually cook at home. Exactly. And people are saying we need social distancing, so don't have food don't have gatherings so I, I guess people are not going to restaurants as much which is not so good for the catering industry and and you know no. and, and and restaurants but um if if those of us who choose to stay at home more it's a good chance to really eat you know more healthily than at restaurants and whatnot 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I would even say, you know, with your food, it's just eating your food slowly as well, taking your time to eat your food and be, be really aware of eating your food because that will digest better. Exactly. Mindful eating. How many of us actually sit down and think about the food we're eating? We sort of just gulp it down, have a quick sandwich, and then we're just off to the next project or next thing. Yeah, and you know the the, the 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 impact of that is is that you know if you're not being mindful when you're eating, your body goes into a fight or flight, so it basically shuts your digestion down. So you're not actually digesting your food as well as you could if you are like doing something at the same time of eating. Yeah, oh, I'm just trying to think back. I'm sure many of us, and I'm guilty of it myself, just yeah. multitasking basically. Um, just yeah, yeah, right. To, yeah, reply yeah. to an email while you're having that sandwich, or you know, having making your coffee while replying to a text, and nothing we end up doing is mindful. Yeah, and I guess you know, if you really look at you know, when you try to multitask, you, you, and it doesn't matter whether it's food or, or anything else, you don't really do such a great job when you multitask, right? <laughs> yes. So I think it, I think it, it pays due to to sit down and just enjoy your food and be mindful for it. Right. Let's turn to the final pillar then. You mentioned there are three pillars. There's the food and there's water. And what's a third uh, pillar to, to our health? The most important one to heal the body, sleep. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we, we release, um, we release a, a big dose of HGH, human growth hormone, around 11 p.m. at night and 4 a.m. in the morning. So it's really advisable to get to bed around 10, 10.30. Now, the other thing that I've, I've been finding as well, the more sleep I get, the, the the healthier I've become, you know, you know, when this all kicked off, I was actually having, um, I thought, no, I, I had a little bit of runny nose, and I thought, no, it's time to start taking my my own health more seriously, and so I started having like nine hours sleeps, ten and a half hours sleeps, and you know, sometimes I would wake up during the, you know, you know, before the ten and a half hour sleep, which is really tough, I have to say, because you know. I mean, when do you ever get a ten and a half hour sleep? So, so you know, just sitting there and meditating in the bed, you know, just belly breathing, allowed my body just to heal just that little bit more. And I found this cold just cleared up within a couple of days. So sleep is super important. And if you can get, you know, not only it's about the timing, getting to bed by ten ten thirty each night, getting up at six six thirty is really important because the first part of sunlight also stimulates the serotonin levels in your body and creates a happy feeling. So getting out of bed is really good to be able to boost your, 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 your happy hormones. And then, of course, it, it also helps you increase your melatonin at nighttime. So it's really important to be able to get that time of sleep, you know, that time of going to bed, 10, 10, 30 at night. Yes. The other one is, is, like, how do you get the quality of sleep? Well, they reckon that if you have your room temperature down to around 16 degrees, they did this research paper on a bunch of, um, uh, you know, schizophrenics, and they found that their sleep improved when they were wearing a cooling cap, which meant that yeah, they had water running through it. But my point to the a story is you could cap? make your... Yeah, so there was this little sort of plastic cap they wore on their head, and it ran water through it. So the water would go through this cap to cool their heads, and they found that they got better quality of sleep. And we know that um, schizophrenics not only have lack of sleep, but the lack of sleep also causes schizophrenia. Oh. So they were finding that not only were their, their sleep was improving, but also their schizophrenia started to drop. Wow, interesting. A uh, cool cap. Yeah. 
So if you can get your room really cool, that, yes. that would be a great one to be able to do. And then, of course, you know, one of the things that I use, some people say, but I just have trouble getting to sleep. And, you know, and, and what I do is, is I, I use, you know, a, a, a form of meditation where I just belly breathe. And all I do is I lie on my bed and I breathe in and out. When a thought comes in, I just acknowledge the thought and I go back to my breathing again. When I have, you know, I feel something like I'm itching my foot, then I just acknowledge it and then I go back to my breathing. And the other one was hearing and so I just acknowledge what I just heard, and then I go back to my breathing. And voila, you know, within about, I can drop to sleep within three or four minutes. But some people may take a little bit longer, but I urge you, if you do have trouble feel falling asleep, then consider trying that on. You can also shut down, you know, all the electronic devices around home, you know, get off your phones an hour earlier, um, you know, even lighting candles at night, because in that way, the dimming of the room will also lower the um, uh, also lower the, uh, the the cortisol, which basically is the, the the stress hormone, so that way you can get a better night's sleep. And they always say that um, you know we are we are dictated by the sun and the moon. So when the sun comes up, you know we're awake, and when we're asleep, the sun is up. And and when we when the sun hits our our skin, we start to awaken up naturally. So it's really important that um, you know we we don't get that artificial light at nighttime with uh, with all of our lights on in the house. Um, that's so true because a lot of us sort of think, oh, we're just going to quickly reply to the emails before we go to bed or an hour before bed. We're still actually on our mobile phones, I don't know, doing whatever. And it's true that blue light actually just keeps you awake and keeps you quite stimulated. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention the the bad news that might be in the emails as well, right? <laughs> Exactly. Like, ah! I know, uh, keeping me up. But just a side note, completely not really related, but you mentioned schizophrenia. I read something recently. Uh, people who are born blind are mysteriously protected from schizophrenia. So they don't develop, um, they don't develop schizophrenia. Anyway, just really, yeah, and it's a mis- it's it's a mystery as to why, but um, so it's just compl- not related to what we're talking about. But you mentioned schizophrenia, so I just thought I'd yeah put that that's fun fact that's in. Yeah, it is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but just um, another thing that I practice, uh, you know, sometimes if you can't fall asleep, it's because there are thoughts to do with work or to do with life that keeps you up. It helps to actually also write it out, uh, write it down, so it's sort of out of your mind. Um, if you have a to do list. Oh, I must do so and so, do something tomorrow. If you write it down the night before, it also takes it out of your head and you're That's able to have a restful yeah. sleep if you like. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been known to do that as well. I, I have like a, um, you know, I have a, a small diary that I, I write things down that I need to remember for tomorrow or whatever that may be, or, or if there's something stressing me out, then I'll write it down. Yeah. Uh, and, and just a side note, I mean, we've heard, you know, businesses are being affected during the coronavirus. I mean, um, the catering industry, for example, people are not going out as much. Have you noticed that uh, with the fitness, with the health and fitness industry, Nate, are people less uh, keen to, to go out, uh, to work out, uh, to, to go to the gym, for example? Yeah, less, less than before. Absolutely. However, it hasn't dropped like dramatically as much as I thought it was going to be. Because people are still um, interested we, we to keep fit. We did at the fit. beginning of the month of yes, February yes. think, you know, oh my gosh, you know, we've had a few people pull out. Yet we had more people sign up in February than, than, uh, than we had lose. So we actually, we actually got to ground zero again after the, after February. And now we're finding more and more people coming into it. To actually join into um, joining up with, so um, 
That's brilliant. So, I suppose because yeah. people are, you know, paying attention to their own health and fitness, and they they want to prepare, prime themselves, you know, um, for 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 the for the for the battle. You know, if we do get ill, it's good to have a good yeah, exactly, constitution. Exactly. I mean, like I always say, you've got to make sure that you are the most strongest and healthiest possible. Because if you get struck down by any virus, you're going to know about it and you better be ready for it. So it's really important to keep exercising. What we've actually started doing is we started doing online personal training. Oh, yeah. So you actually log in through Zoom. You set up your phone in your, in your living room. We can see you and they, you can see us. And then we start doing a high-intensity interval training workout. So we're trialing that this week to see, um, to see the interest. It's a great time to try it, right? Absolutely. Well, do keep us posted. I look forward to chatting uh, with you next time. And that's Nathan Solier, the head trainer and founder of Elite Personal Training. Thank you very much indeed for your time this week, Nate. Thanks for having me.